1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
0: Yeah Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee.
2: BioAnno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one-quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit bioenopower.com That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com, or Contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts,
3: Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. What's up, Brad? What's up, man? My name's Josh. It's nice to meet you. Hey, you too. Good good to know you, man. Right. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm not even gonna go into like any kind of like little conversation here because I want to get into it. We got a cool guest that I saw somebody else post uh this product on their Facebook page, and I was like, that's pretty cool because I like hockey and I like fishing, and he combined both of them so uh chris uh lemesure welcome yeah, to the show. Really? you got it yes i was kind of nervous about that
4: <laughs> it, it must be that french canadian in you brad <laughs> yeah welcome to the show thanks guys thanks for having me i appreciate it i'm excited to be here
2: it's more not french canadian and brad it's more ohio hillbilly <laughs> where i mean it's brad hicks come on yeah he, that he, rich
4: he's... that rich ohio culture huh
2: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's probably going to agree with that because he's from Michigan. <laughs> you, you a big uh, Michigan fan then?
4: I am, um, yeah. Uh, a, a little ashamed, so I'm, I'm hoping we don't talk a lot about football. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm married into a big Michigan family. And, uh, and yeah, I enjoy watching them. But uh, hard, hard to be, uh, be uh, enthusiastic about, you know, Michigan football right now.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about it because Brad loves to state that he hates Ohio teams. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm and I'm a Buckeyes fan, but I'm not like like over the top about it. You know, I enjoy watching them and stuff like that. Follow it a little bit, and I really am not into pro sports that much. So, you want like like the, the Browns. Browns. I mean, I, I watch them, but I do, to be honest with you, I'll maybe watch like one prof- like full professional football game a year.,
0: yeah. that's it. I'll
2: watch college, but I mean, to be honest with you, the more I've gotten into fishing, the uh, less sports I actually watch now. so mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I, I agree with that, but uh, Chris, let us know a little bit about you. Where, where you're from? Uh, what you do? Uh, what kind yeah. of kayak you're in, whatever?
4: yeah so well you see one of them behind me there um yeah so i i live in uh, in michigan in a suburb of detroit and uh kind of born and raised actually kind of in southeast michigan so um you know probably not too different from where you guys are there's tons of you know lakes and streams and rivers and then of course great lakes right here too so um you know kind of spoiled by all the water around us and um, um you can probably tell by my hat and and the commander behind me which is one of like six kayaks in the garage um I'm a, I'm a wilderness systems fan uh i'm actually uh, on their pro staff team and their pro staff manager uh, been with them for several years and uh, okay yeah so like you guys right kayak fishing is, is a huge passion of mine and, and like to spend as much time on the water in my kayak as possible
2: that's cool brad's not been to st Clair yet tell oh, him what he's God. missing out on N- nothing there small, <laughs> small perch
4: sheephead about it! Don't even bother coming up, <laughs> especially between like April and June. Don't even yeah. come
3: here. Don't <laughs> yeah. bother. <laughs> yeah,
4: the last thing I want to see is another Ohio license plate. <laughs> yeah,
3: I know that's a lie because I I saw I've seen Josh crush it up there quite a few times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've only, I mean, I, I've only been up there with the one time, and it it was an epic weekend to say the least. You know, it's one of the most fun times I've ever had fishing and i mean i fished it was the uh what was it the mayo and Topwater event last year Mm -hmm. and it was the first weekend in june and me and my buddy mike and brandon went up there to fish it and it was kind of really last minute that we decided to do it and we went made up made our way up there literally we were gonna stay on a boat like a like a, a rental boat that you could sleep in and um that ended up falling through. And we finally found a um, a hotel to sleep in that a buddy of ours from Ohio was renting. And he was like, hey, I'm leaving the day you guys are coming up here. You should be able to book that room. And we did. And so mm-hmm. we found a hotel to stay in. And dude, it was literally one of the most fun times fishing I've ever had. So, and I mean, we... <laughs> I got. I think I put up a 93 and I was like in 16th place. <laughs> that's what crazy. time of year was that, Josh? It was the first weekend in June. June, yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah, so that's probably the end of the spawn or the beginning of the end of the spawn. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah. you know, like you're kind of bed fish. I mean, if conditions are really good, you can bed fish. You can watch them and look at them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a big body of water, so it tends to get, you know, choppy and stirred up. And, and um, so sometimes you're just kind of drifting and blind casting you know bed fishing but um but there's still so many good fish in there it's just yeah. the, mm. the spawn and the pre-spawn is just that that's the time to come you know which can yeah. be you know the fishing can be really good like depending like this year right after easter and that's early april mm-hmm. we had a warm-up and it was really really good and then you kind of get like a like a stretched out pre-spawn period and then they mm-hmm. they move in and, and you know are actually on the beds in uh you know Mid May, late May into early June.
2: Now, do um, they hang out shallow for a little bit in the pre-spawn? Or are they sitting out? They deep do. And they just rush in, spawn, and rush out. No, no, they come in.
4: They kind of come in slowly. Uh, um, you know, when they when they're kind of done wintering and and they come up, you know, from the deeper water and and look for bait, start to school up. Um, they'll be on you know rock piles and things like that as pre-spawn. So they will be in a little bit shallower. And that, yeah. that's why I like to target them, mm-hmm. you know, in, in kind of a pre-spawn as, as opposed to true spawn or true bed fishing. Yeah. Um, um, you get, you know, just really aggressive fish, mm. you know, they're trying to put the feedback on before spawn. And then, you know, of course the females are all big, they're full of row. Yeah. And so, um, that's my preferred time. But like I said, that can be, you know, April ish, early May, and sometimes the weather can be sketchy. So it's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not always the most comfortable fishing, but you know, if you're going to come to Lake St. Clair, that's when you want to come in my opinion.
3: Yeah, what but, What about the summertime I, I never hear many people talk about it in the summer yeah it's it just it's it's more challenging especially from the kayak
4: they mm-hmm. they move offshore and mm-hmm. and they can they can still school up but you know lake st clair is, is a massive lake right it's mm-hmm. what I, I don't know 30 something miles 20 something miles across right so yeah. um it's uh you know they 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 and and it's not a deep lake right it's it's a kind of drops down to eight to 10 feet, 12 feet. And then it kind of does that all the way across to the, of course, the shipping channel is, is dredged out, but, um, they just move way offshore. And, and again, you can find them on, you know, um, cabbage beds or rock piles and stuff, but they're out, you know, quite a ways from shore.
2: Yeah. And it kind of, and they spread out a lot. They, like you said, I don't, it seems to be, you'll find a school, but it's kind of comes and goes and they're not a very big schools and, It's kind of what I've always, from a lot of the videos, some people are like, you got to hang in a spot and they'll come and go. And then maybe another group will come and go, especially if you're finding like a rock pile, you know, that's kind of the gist I was getting out of that summertime bite when they kind of go deeper. But Brad, it's crazy, man. You get, you get (laughs) up next to the bank and you're like five feet deep, you know, until you get near some docks, but then it stays like eight to 12 feet forever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it sounds like well. something I would like. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, um, yeah, let's get into the product, man. This is what this show is all about. We, yeah. uh, spotlight products. We review them. Uh, we do a little bit of everything. So, uh, talk about your business, how you got started, um, uh, how long you've been doing it for.
4: Yeah. Thanks, Fred. Um, yeah. So it's uh, broken twig landing nets and, um, I have some here next to me. Um, so um, like the name suggests, right? This is a former hockey stick, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bower. although well, it's probably upside down and um, turned into a fishing net. So broken twig, obviously, you know, uh, hockey sticks called twigs. And um, I, I was able to, um, I mean, it took me 43 years to kind of combine my life passions. But um, there you go, some, some pictures of it. Um, so I'm a big hockey fan, I, you know, I grew up, you know, in Detroit area. Right. So I root for the Red Wings. I, I played hockey my whole life and the past few years, I've, I've been lucky enough to, um, coach my kids, my daughter and my son both play hockey mm-hmm. and, and it's exciting. Cause like anything else, if you're a parent, you know, watching them develop a, a passion that you shares is, is really fun. And, um, and then, you know, like we talked about in, in the beginning, you know, I fish a lot, right. Um, mm-hmm. so to combine those two things, i I'm, I'm really lucky uh, to be able to do that. And, and I think it's an idea that's kind of been brewing in my head for, for a long time that, um, you know, hockey sticks, right. Like I got a couple here next to me, right. These get, through, this happens, right. And gets thrown yeah. into a dumpster and, but it's, I mean, it's a perfectly good carbon fiber yeah. shaft, right. It's a pretty good material. And, and like I said, I, I kind of, the idea kind of brewed for a long time and, um, just kind of sat there. And then this past winter I had, um, kind of left my job or or lost my job and had some free time like you know i need to develop this why not you know try to make a a product i know a lot about fishing a lot about hockey why not try to make something out of this so um like anything else you know in my garage here tinkering and trying to develop it and and kind of flesh out that that idea and and um really kind of this is the 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 final iteration after several prototypes and you know, playing with them in the wintertime and testing them, actually getting out on the water and, and scooping fish with them and, and really happy with the the product that I've been making the past several months and got had them in customer hands the past couple of months and, and just uh, tons of really good feedback on them.
3: And that seems to kind of be the theme with, uh, people over the last year, year and a half during the Corona thing, I noticed they're moving away from their jobs and they're creating stuff like this for uh, several industries out there, which is pretty cool. I think.
4: Yeah. I mean, that was, um, you know, kind of the looking back right at hindsight is, uh, you know, the, the blessing in disguise or the silver lining or whatever, you know, however you want to categorize it. Yeah. Like nobody likes to lose their job. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when it happens, when you're going through it, obviously, that's a tough thing. But looking back and saying, oh, wow, okay, cool. That gave me free time to spend more time with my family, to spend more time, you know, fishing and playing hockey, doing other stuff. And then or spend more time in the garage, you know, trying to um, be an entrepreneur and and start something from scratch. And, uh, yeah, that's that's all good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty lucky.
3: That's cool.
2: Heck, yeah, man. Let's let's start getting into some of the. Um, you know, details of the net and, you know, let us know kind of like what you think is the strong points and, you know, kind of what, what sells this net. Cause I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. I'm, I'm always about, if you can kind of recycle something, like you said, get it out of the trash and make something else out of it. It's always a good thing in my book. So I've been, uh, Brad was telling me about it and he was really, Brad was really stoked about not only the hockey aspect of it, obviously, because he's a hockey fan, but the flat profile about it. So that's, that's a pretty interesting thing. I I, I like that idea.
4: Yeah. Some of those uh, features like that, Josh, is is what I'll call like the flat profile. Um, Those are things that weren't necessarily planned, but going through this process of developing a product and building it and then using it you know out on the water um you kind of realize like oh wow like most net handles are round right so well mm-hmm. it means it turns in your hand right fish is flopping or a big fish or something well you know if, if you obviously hockey stick here in my hand you know if you know anything about hockey stick right it's kind of rectangular right and, and it's a lot easier to hold that straight um and again for people that don't know much about hockey you know back in the day of course their hockey sticks were made out of wood and, and fiberglass and the past you know several years or maybe even couple decades, they're made out of um like carbon fiber. I pointed mm-hmm. the camera there. Right. So it's a it's a high end material that works really well for this application, right? That it's it's lightweight, it's super strong. And then like you said, Josh, um the fact that, you know, this happens, it gets thrown in a dumpster, um, you know, it's a shame, right? So it could, you know, I've I've been able to turn it into a kind of a win-win situation where um, you know, I don't want to call myself a dumpster diver, but uh, if I I see a broken stick sticking out of a dumpster, I mean, I'm not afraid to grab it out of there and say, Hey, I I
3: I was going to ask that. Like, what's the process?
2: (laughs) I know. I I see it now, like, you know, the local uh, ice hockey rinks or you know, the Detroit Red Wings garbage can. They're like, oh, here comes that Chris guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right. Also, you know. Right. This guy's going to build a skyscraper out of hockey sticks.
3: <laughs> you can market um, that to people and be like, hey, this yeah. player had this in his hand. It's yeah. worth more.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's – I've learned a lot over the past, um, you know, several months uh, of doing this. And, um, yeah, that's been one of the biggest challenges, actually, believe it or not, is, is um, getting enough – broken hockey sticks that I can make them fast enough mm-hmm. to keep up with demand. And, um, and so, like I said, I'm at the rink a lot, right. I play a couple times a week and then
2: mm-hmm.
4: I coach my kids uh, a couple times a week. So I'm at the rink a lot and, uh, you know, developing relationships, you know, saying, Hey, the rink, you know, manager, like, Hey, what do you guys do with your hockey sticks? I'm like, you know, of course they get thrown out. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like, what if we were able to implement some type of like recycle program, right. Where you save mm-hmm. them for me. And then, you know, I, I, recycle them so they don't get thrown away so you can feel good about it but then even you know I've done stuff where um I you know give back to the community where oh you're doing a fundraiser for hockey right hockey's an expensive sport Mm -hmm. how about I donate a net and you got you know it's part of your raffle or something like that so um I I, I've been you know half of my job is spent here in the garage you know uh building nets and fulfilling orders and things like that ship them all over the country and the other half of my job is is out there you know knocking on doors and and like I said building that network of of um you know hey what you know what if i you know could have your broken hockey sticks? you know what are you going to mm-hmm. do with them that sort of thing so um and it's been fun it's been a fun process to kind of discover that and and the whole entrepreneurship is is um thing is very new for me so um mm-hmm. but i'm enjoying you know the whole aspect of it
3: that's really cool yeah like you said that is a win-win situ-
2: situation for sure yeah um, so to kind of go a little bit further in this, um, since you are using broken hockey sticks, are you just, are you looking for a certain size? Are you making like smaller nets? Is it just one size?
4: Yeah. Good question, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah, on, on the website, there's a, the slider where it shows different pictures. And after the first one is, um, and I, I should have sent this to you guys so you can see it, but yeah, there's kind of the standard size, um, that I've been making them in the past several months. Um, um, I'm still trying to develop a cool name for them if it's like full strength or power play or something like that. But it it, it shows you the um, the size of them. So this is what I call standard size. Right. So it's a it's a, a 30 inch handle and it starts with um, I, I wanted it to have that uh, hockey stick feel. Right. But I didn't want somebody's you know sweaty hockey tape, you know, at the end um, and it absorb water and stuff, all these bad things. So this is actually a, a one piece rubber grip um, that has that hockey butt you know, tape look to it, but it's rubber. So it stays tacky when it's wet.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And then, like I said, it's, it's a 30 inch handle, which is pretty versatile for most applications. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of customers, um, you know, buy them for boat fishing. I've had uh, a lot of people get them for kayaks. Um, and then we actually have, I don't know how well you can see it on the camera, but it's actually a real hockey puck huh. that, that kind of joins the two here. Um, huh. It, uh after some trial and error and playing around and developing it, uh, it works really well. This is uh, the vulcanized rubber is a really strong material. Um, mm-hmm. but similar to wood in that it, you know, you can work with it, you can drill it, you can mill it and do all the different kinds of things with it. You can uh, epoxy it and, and bind it. And then, um, the net head itself, of course is, is a aluminum tubing. Um, but then this is a full rubber basket and again i tried different materials um you see a lot of like rubber dipped nylon mm-hmm. um and and this is the the be- in my opinion um the best material for um uh, avoiding hooks getting snagged in there a lot easier to get you know there's nothing worse than a than a crankbait or a jerkbait with two treble hooks on it or three treble yeah. hooks on it right and it's yeah. in a fish and it's in the net and playing that game where you know you lose 15 minutes of fishing cuz you're trying to get your hooks out yeah. So th- this full rubber basket uh, is, is really the best material for um, for getting hooks out or not getting hooks in in the first place. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I dig the spacing of the holes too because I have uh, mm-hmm. like a Frable net and it's it's a rubber basket, but the holes are very close together. So when it does get tangled, it still takes a little bit of time to get out. It's not as bad, you know. It comes, it'll come through, but sometimes I'm like, man, how did I? weave myself into this thing like yeah i i have respect that those holes are bigger so it's gonna act like a deterrent from that happening anyways you know
4: yeah once you've used a, a bad net you know or, or been in that situation then you kind of appreciate when you have a good net
3: mm-hmm.
2: um i need to get something like this because i use a short one it's like a trout net and oh. it's it's a good net um it's good environmentally in for the safety of the fish but uh, the handle's too short. That's my biggest gripe on it. Like that and the, you know, the ba- the basket shape of the net itself or the holes are so small, you know, and so close together that mm-hmm. it kind of is the, the pain in the butt about it. But, you know, I've I've been looking for a net and I'm gonna have to come check these out because that's that's a definitely a cool product. I love that you did that with a hockey puck too, man. That's really yeah, cool. That, yeah, that's clever. Thank
4: you. Thank you. Yeah, that uh, it, it worked really well for for the application and um, you know, everything's epoxied and reinforced and, mm-hmm. and, um, and so it's, it's quite strong, but yeah, it r- works really well to kind of join two pieces that normally wouldn't fit very well together. Right. Like mm-hmm. two, you know, a, a aluminum round tubing with, uh, with, a with a hockey stick. So, um, yeah. yeah, that, that took a while, but it was kind of a breakthrough for us when, when I figured that part out.
3: Yeah. Most nets, the weather, they're, rounded, they, they come together like that. And then they have the tubes that are just
2: like kind of clenched together and then they have a short handle.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Were you shooting to use a hockey puck? Did you try something else first? And you're like, I'm a, and then it didn't work. And you're like, let me try a hockey puck.
4: Yeah, it it was, it really was. It was some trial and error. um, Some other prototypes. Um, Something I've discovered too, through that process is the inside of diameter of hockey six can vary across different manufacturers, right? Bauer, CCM warrior. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the idea of fitting or doing some type of connection where you're going inside the, the hollow shaft of the hockey stick didn't really work. I tried that and played with it, and I, I just did lots of stuff, and I just couldn't make it work. And then um, I don't know what the epiphany was of how the puck came to me. Um, I don't know. There's pucks in my driveway in my garage and stuff, so I probably <laughs> tripped on it or something and and said, holy cow, that'd be perfect. But um, I really don't remember what what took me to that. But, uh, but since then, it's worked out good. Um, You know i've my my kids think it's fun back in the winter time when i was playing with these and testing these and um you know we do strength tests right we'd put a bunch of weights in there and lift it up and try to shake the net and see you know where's the weak point where's it going to break and you know Hmm. how many how much weight can we put on and stuff so it's gone through those paces and then really since um i started selling them in uh march you know i've had dozens and dozens um of, of customers both you know friends of mine uh and then perfectly strangers that um that you know just said oh my god that's really cool again like us you know I'm a big hockey fan I'm a big fisherman I got to have this and um and then you know netted um you know I don't know I'm guessing hundreds of fish in in my nets the yeah. past several months so um yeah they've been tested and vetted pretty
3: thoroughly you know it would be really cool is if you could find a bending branches hockey stick and make one out of it
4: yeah that uh. that
3: I've, I've done
4: some fun stuff like that for, and and bet, that's back to, I think, I think it was Josh's question originally, the different lengths. And, and that's, what's really mm-hmm. cool about it, right? Like I'll grab any hockey stick. I think this one here, this one's still got the tape on it um, from somebody using it. It's about, I don't know, maybe 27, 28 inches. Um, you know, so I can't use that on that standard size because um, mm-hmm. that's 30, I cut it at 31 and a half, but it's a 30 inch handle but i am coming out very soon with uh, a shorter version and 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 i've sold uh uh, quite a few of them as um kind of prototype or early release products so you you might have seen them out there on instagram and facebook and stuff but i do a 17 inch handle and so i can still utilize a stick like this or if i have a really long stick maybe that broke at the blade i could get sometimes two nets out of that or two net handles out of that Mm -hmm. um now the other thing too is again when it, when a stick breaks at the blade and I have this really long piece, it's really easy for me to do customizations for people. Mm. Um, mm. I have a, a good buddy of mine fishes on a on a deep V boat, and uh, and we played with mine. This was back in the in the pre spawn bass fishing. We were out a few times, and he said it's great, but I like a, a longer net handle because the gunnels are so high in his boat so we did, I think I did a 48 inch handle or something like that. And I've done that for customers. I think I shipped one out uh, two days ago that was for a custom length for a customer. Uh, it's good. really easy to do that, right? When I, when I have that kind of material to work with and say, okay, you know, you want it 18 inches, no problem. You want it 36 inches, no problem.
3: Is there uh, you mentioned customization. Is there any other customizations to it? To, like if somebody wanted to have a puck with their favorite team on it or something,
4: yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that. That's, that's a page I don't have up on my website yet. Um, you can see all, all the products there, all the ones I have built. And then of course, if somebody says, Hey, you know, when I was in high school, I used an Easton stick. You have an Easton sticks. I can shoot a pictures mm-hmm. so or what I got, you can actually kind of see some, my barrel of broken sticks kind of there behind me.
2: <laughs> um,
4: so I can take pictures, say, Hey, I got this one. You want me to build a net? Um, so there's that kind of stuff too, or, and, but I just don't have the customization options on my website yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, um, Anybody from Michigan probably recognizes, you know, Schultz Outfitters, right? If you've been there, great fly fishing and conventional fishing shop, they, they expanded. And, um, and, and Mike Schultz, the owner, is a big hockey fan, right? So I picked up a couple of these when I was down there a few weeks ago. And yeah, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, you know, I, whatever, my kid plays hockey or I support this hockey team, can you make a net with our puck? Absolutely, I can do that. So there's lots of different customizations um, that are available. That is cool
3: i like that i like i'm just i'm a sucker for anything customizable when it comes to products like that so that's real cool yeah because
4: you know i i obviously my passion is kayak fishing i spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. on kayak but i don't want to limit myself and say this is a great net for kayak fishing right yeah i want people to be use it on be able to use it on on boats on pontoons on shore fishing on fly fishing and everything in between um so yeah like i said i have a new product really the, it's the same you know broken twig landing net. but i'm gonna have two sizes uh, mm-hmm. available soon and then you know people of course can customize the, the lengths and different things um, beyond that as well
3: we're kind of seeing that in the kayak industry where there's a, a lot of products that are trying to cater to only kayak fishing i can I, sure. I i get it but it's not the best solution in my opinion
4: yeah, well, a perfect example is like Tourney X, right? Dwayne Wally, a uh, longtime friend of mine, right? That, like, look how Tourney X started, right? It was mm-hmm. kayak fishing, you know, tournaments and KBF, you know, the big push for them to, to have that, right? And, and going by just length and not weight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then look at Tourney X now, you know, that was what, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. look at it now and it's, you know, boat tournaments and shore fishing tournaments, and of course, kayak fishing tournaments. So yeah, you're right, Brad. I mean, it makes sense as a, as an entrepreneur, uh, as a, as a business person to, diversify yourself and
3: open yourself up to as many, you know,
4: potential customers as possible.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to mention any other company names, but there was a few that come to mind. I'm like, yeah, they could definitely do stuff for the boat boater market, but they're not. And that is, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what else to say is that, but yeah. Well, I think it's, I, I think it's natural
4: for us to, you know, be focused on kayak fishing. Cause that's our thing. Right. So like, what's a great product or, Oh, somebody should invent this, you know, yeah. it'd be great to have this. Um, but then obviously there's so much beyond that, that mm-hmm. you know, potential and stuff and, and the whole world beyond it that, you know, could be utilized.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's get back into the, the feet, a little bit more of the features here. I don't think we went over how much the net weighs and. All that kind of stuff
4: yeah it can it can depend on the the shaft itself i have some Mm -hmm. older ones that are you know sticks that are six seven years old and and they're maybe um a a little bit heavier and then just like i don't know tennis shoes or fishing rods or anything else you go to the store to buy right there's a whole spectrum of hockey sticks you know there's um i don't know there's a lot of 75 to $80 hockey sticks, you know, that are carbon fiber. And then there's, you know, this one here, this Bauer is probably a 250 to $300 stick, mm-hmm. right? So th- there's some variability in, in, in how much they, they weigh, but generally speaking, they're going to be a, a few pounds, um, three to four pounds total. Um, but the beauty of this, because, you know, the, the end is sealed and epoxy at, at both ends. And this is a hollow chamber right? We get a ton of buoyancy from this, all this air in here. So mm-hmm. they actually the broken twigs in this size, um, and the smaller size as well, uh, they float. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's a huge advantage. Even, even when it's a little bit heavier, uh, uh, carbon material here, a little bit thicker stick, um, they still float. So I think that's a pretty cool feature. Um, not a lot of nets can do that.
3: Yeah. That, that's big, that, uh, floating. That, that's a big, big, uh, Feature right there especially for kayaks um,
4: yeah sh- yeah show me a kayak angler that hasn't dropped something in the water <laughs> and lost it and i know I'll, sh- I'll show you a liar because
2: <laughs> we it's all cool. have right it's it's awesome that you have it the ability for it to float without having to add foam you know you see a lot of guys adding yeah. a lot of foam mm-hmm. and you know it's just it looks it looks better without it, it looks more sleek and, and you know it doesn't make it as bulky too so right
4: absolutely that's just more bulk. When you see the, the foam added on here, even on the handle, um, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times when you have it sitting up behind you in your milk crate or something, that's just more to catch wind, um, uh, or 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 if you don't do that, and then you risk you know dropping it in the water and losing it and kissing it mm-hmm. goodbye.
3: Yeah, um, that's not any fun when you got. What? How much is the net? Hundred dollars?
4: Yeah, exactly. We yep. The st- we sell. Yeah, uh, I'll sell both sizes, but the standard size right now is um is ninety nine dollars
3: okay yeah that's not any fun when you're dropping that in the water and it don't float <laughs> right
4: exactly yeah or, or god forbid a rod and reel or something like that right we've all we've yeah. all been there and uh, even if it's a 10 dollar pair of players you know it's still frustrating
2: you yep. to lose something like that so here's the one thing that kind of would be a little tough for a lot of people especially people utilize um you know things to kind of hold the net in place that is everything is geared like kind of for paddles right so your rotor grips and stuff people have started using actually as a way to actually hold their nets also. So there would be the issue and I'm not saying this in a bad way by any means. I actually kind of want to be like, so maybe you could look into coming out with a uh, mounting system, like a track mounted system that fits these hockey, you know, the rectangular profile. Huh? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I,
4: again, something I, I stumbled across, Josh, was uh, I'm a Ram guy. So I, I a lot of Ram mount stuff. Um, yeah. and, and they have a, a, a uh, I think it's a roller grip, uh, a roller ball grip, uh, similar mm-hmm. to the rotor grip by yak Um And again, this is I'm either super lucky or just the way things worked out. Um, yeah, I was like, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, you know what? I like to clip. I don't like to actually have my net behind me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a milk crate or something that does catch a lot of wind, right? So I like to lay it on the deck of my boat and clip it in one of those rollerball grips. And um, it, it's a little bit wider than a paddle, but not much. And it actually fits in there perfectly. Huh. Now, That's I, all nice. I, I, again, I'm, re- I'm really lucky <laughs> um, or really good. Um, I haven't tested the Yak Attack uh, roto grip um so I, I can't speak for that but i know that the ram mounts one holds it perfectly yeah. i use it on my kayak all the time nice ram has
2: something for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah. that's cool yeah because i was wondering like i'm like um you know it's been a while since i've actually held a hockey stick so i used to play a little bit of like street hockey and stuff like sure. that so and i've attempted to play hockey once, but I was like the first time I ever tried to skate. So, but <clears throat> it is, um, it was kind of in my mind. I'm like, but the thing that I like about that though, is with that flat profile, even if you didn't have it secured like that, you probably wouldn't get the movement you would as you would in a sense, like around, around shafted uh, net because, you know, there's that just that little bit of material that's in contact with the side of your boat. It's going to slide real easy. With that, it's laying flat. You know, on a fairly flat surface. You know, a lot of yeah. gunnel walls are on the flat side. You know, where the gear tracks are. So, I'm sure Brad, Brad could come up with something to to mount it. But that's cool. That's a good point, and I'm glad you made that because if somebody was interested in getting your net and still wanted to do that, they do know that there's a a grip out there by Ram. Um, you said it's called the roller ball. Roller ball. Yeah. yeah. And it fits yeah. perfect in there. Yep. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. And yeah, like too. I said, that
4: was just, just by luck. Yeah. Um, and a, something else that, that I'm kind of looking at here as I'm holding in my hand, I realize, and, and you may not know Josh, if, if you're not a follow hockey a lot, but um, you know, years ago, we always want to make uh uh, hockey sticks a little bit more grip to them, right? Your, your hand slides up and down a lot, but sometimes you don't want it to. So you'd see over the years and you've probably seen it, you know, guys would wrap hockey tape around there and stuff just to make it a little more friction and li- just a little bit grippier. Yeah. Well, you know, hockey stick manufacturers, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, maybe, maybe longer, I could be totally off, started making almost like a rubber grip um, built into the stick and and they're they're marketed as grip sticks. And And, and some have, you know, conventional sticks that are just relatively smooth. But um, the, the grip sticks with that rubber make up about, I don't know, probably 75 to 80% of the sticks that I come across. And that's really, again, really lucky here, but it works perfectly when we're talking about fishing, right? So, again, yeah. this is a rubber grip here, right? This is all a rubber uh, handle, but the rest of it is too. So, so if you have to grab up here, it's mm. still kind of tacky and has like a rubber feel to it. So even when it's wet, again, you, you get a really good grip on it. That's cool. I'm not gonna because take credit I'm, for that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna chalk it up to, yeah. to, to being well, lucky, but
2: it I'll is say. being lucky, man. You got a lot, you got a lot of good breaks because yeah. that was one of my next questions. Because you know you're not always gonna be a full extension. You know, especially in a kayak, a lot of times you're gonna be on the the short the short side of that. But what kayak anglers love is to be able to keep that fish in water, yeah. and that's where you see the the longer shaft, the longer handles actually come into play. Cause I know how I am. I can't do it with my current net um, where they'll tuck it up under their leg, yeah, you know, exactly. between the seat and let that fish sit in there while they get their board out and get their phone ready and that sort of thing. So you kind of want to be able to have something that has the ability to do both. And that was my question was going to be like, okay, well, if you have to, you know, shorten up, you know, your distance from the net um, you know, to your hand, is that grippy? Is that, is that metal slick? And you answered my question. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
4: It, uh, it, it, works w- really well. Kind of like w- what I hear you saying, Josh, is like choking up on it, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. To, you know, or, or even resting on your arm, right. So you get a little bit more leverage if it's a little bit heavier fish, yeah. you know, kind of doing that, but you're right though. You kind of choke up on it or, um, you know, the point that you raised, which I never, it never really occurred to me till a couple of years ago I started seeing guys do it and, and had a buddy show me, um, where, yeah, they'll, they'll have the fish in there, right. Sitting in the water. And then with a little bit longer shaft, yeah. You tuck it under your legs. Um, guys do like, you know, almost like a PVC tube under their seat, you know, if the seat sits high enough oh, and, and they can literally slide the handle of the net in there, the, the basket sits in the water with their fish. And then that's mm-hmm. not going anywhere and they have free hands to, you know, get out their phone or hog trough or whatever they're doing. So, yeah, th- like I said, this, this standard size, or I really need to come up with a cooler name for it, but, um, this standard size is pretty, is super versatile, right? That both the size of the basket itself and then the length of the handle does kind of like what you're saying, Josh. It gives you lots of different options, Yeah, you know, on the kayak or boat.
3: You could name it the Crosby.
4: (laughs) The Crosby. I'm going to exclude a lot of customers if I do that. I
3: was just messing. I'm a fan. I mean, he's a great hockey player. People
4: love to hate him and I don't understand why because he's so good, but...
3: But, I'm surprised um, you said that since you're a Red Wings fan.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We lost the cup to him um, and, and lost many games to him. But uh, you can't, you know, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you, I could be a hater, but no, I admire <laughs> the guy. He's a, just an outstanding hockey player.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we, we went back to back with you guys. You guys beat us the first year. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And wasn't
4: that, that was game seven too, the second year. Yep. And uh, in fact, I saw the highlight, the replay of that, end of that game seven where you guys won the, Pittsburgh won the following year was like a flurry of of shots and stuff at the very end and, Yeah. and then pittsburgh came out on top one game seven
3: yep yeah. yeah that's cool but um
4: so oh tell, like well tell me a little bit about like what what nets do you guys use right now and uh why is that just something you stumbled into or are there particular features or things
2: you like about the nets you guys have Oh, I'm not like too happy with mine now. Um, like I said before, it's a good net. Um, you know, it's I, I wanted to make sure that I found something that I could get lures out easier um, and something that was, you know, not harmful to the fish. And the, the, the reason I actually came across it was, from watching um, oh gosh, Matt Nelson, uh indie yak angler on YouTube. He's a guy that fishes up in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area in North Dakota. He fishes all over the place up there, I think. He's a big time river guy. And I just his net, I was always like, and hey, he gets at, he gets his oars out real quick. They don't get stuck. And I just happened to message him through one of his videos on YouTube and I asked him about the net, and he sent me the exact model number. It was a Frable net. And um, I was actually b- with Brad when I lost it. Um, oh, yeah. As small as that net was, it does not float. I learned. Um, I caught. It was when I f- caught my first twenty-inch smallmouth here in Ohio with Brad, and I thought I caught a pike because it like pulled so hard. It pulled the boat. Like I got pulled towards it, <laughs> and I catch the fish. I take pictures. The pictures don't go. Everything fell apart. Like within like. <laughs> The immediate time I caught this fish. Um, But one of the things that ended up happening is I got into the bushes a little bit. And as I backed my kayak out, I didn't notice my net was hooked onto the tree branch. And so it fell in the water. And literally all I did is go out and buy. It's not a frable, but it's pretty much the same thing. I can't remember the uh, brand name, but it's the same size and everything. Um, It's a good net the reason i started getting frustrated was me trying to i kind of figured it out was through fishing tournaments getting your phone out and you know trying to hold on to a fish and keep it in the water and it was really hard it's really hard to do it cuz that handle is so short i mean this i think this this net is set up for fly fishing for trout you know yeah. um so it's meant to be strapped on a backpack and have hardly any length to the shaft so um i have not gotten one you know since i've you know i've bought that one um but that was what i looked for was the rubber coating or at least the rubber i don't think i don't want to say mine's rubber coated i think it's rubber because it's real weird but this year i started in in about halfway through last year i started branching out trying to throw more baits i threw a lot of Mm -hmm. soft plastics with single hooks in it and so I have this giant collection of hard baits and I'm like, these things are just literally sitting around once you, you know, take, take something out, use it and get out there. So I've been doing that and that's where I started to realize how that net wasn't very good for stuff with treble hooks. It comes out. uh, Don't get me wrong. It comes out of there. It's just when the fish (laughs) flops or whatever And it will like twist itself around in those little holes. So then I'm sitting there having to try to pick it out. (laughs) And it's always come out. It's not done anything to the net. It's just somehow it just loops in there so many times. And from being small and together, it looks like a knot half the time, but it's not. It's just kind of like you said it's a waste of time when i'm out there fishing and yeah in the most in our opportune time right like right when you land a fish
4: you're like i want to go right back either to that spot or whatever or nearby and not a big
2: deal if you're just fun fishing okay cool like it's not i'm I'm not gonna be like stressed about time but when you're tournament fishing that's where it gets to be a pain so and that's brad that, that day that i did really well in the um the tournament that we just had and or what was it which one is that why did i just forget it 150 yeah the 150 mile radius one and i decided to fish the river and in the it's a three fish limit and in the first 20 minutes of the tournament starting at 6 a.m i've got a 19 and a half and a 19 inch smallmouth out of the river and and then phew, I, shortly thereafter i caught an 18 so i was like in the lead for most of the day, basically on those three fish, I even upgraded once, um, to kind of keep in the lead. And then two guys had like some last minute heroics, but <laughs> one of those fish I ended up losing like 10 minutes. It was the first one. I think actually the first one that I caught, I lost 10 minutes trying to get, uh, my popper out of the net, you know? Oh yeah. Like, uh, I was like, you know, this is a headache, and it was hard because I've got this 19 and a half inch behemoth smallmouth in this tiny trout net. I mean, the opening is big enough for the fish and deep enough, but when you catch a river smallmouth on a top water, it's pissed. And yeah. you know, it's and I've got treble hooks in it, and I'm trying to get it from hook keep hooking itself, you know, like it hooked itself. I it got the hook out of its mouth originally. And then it flopped again and it reset the hook on the outside of its mouth. And I'm like, good Lord, man. And then the back half is all like jacked up in the net. And I'm like, somebody's, I, I was, it was one of those times I'm like, I think I'm going to get stuck in the finger at this point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's just no, it, it's not enough space. And so it's kind of where I'm, I'm making the realization, like it's time to get a longer handle. It's time to get that deeper oh, yeah. basket too. So
3: longer handles a must for me. Yeah. I mean, I won't ever go back to short handle. But, what are you using, Brad? Uh, it's it's one of the ones uh Greg Blanchard was using. I, I found found out he what he was using from one of his YouTube videos. Uh, Forever last G two net. It's the one that's all wrapped in foam and then it has a rubber net. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I like it. No issues well, with it.
4: The, like he, I think it was Jo or Brad that said that that there's um so on whoops whack something here so you know on on hockey sticks you can see uh, how well it'll show up that's that's matthews right i think he plays for mm-hmm. the uh, maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. um so that that signifies the the curve of the blade right it's a matthews pattern right they get some promotion out of him and um so that's cool. I've had customers that say, oh, my God, I'm a big, you know, Pittsburgh fan. I'm a Crosby fan. I wanted to say Crosby on there or something. So I do get those. Um, but I do have because of the relationships I've built, I, I do have some NHL game use sticks. So that, that's pretty cool to be able to have, uh, Wow. Um, you know, have a, a a net that, you know, was once used on, on the ice for somebody. So I'm kind of lucky to get some of that stuff, too. Um, but those are a little bit, you know, fewer and far between. Um,
3: that is cool. what you need to do is walk into the GM office up there at red wing and be like, Hey, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Way ahead of you on that.
4: (laughs) But, but yeah, there's, um, and it's, this is something relatively new or relatively recently I've learned that, um, and and it's okay. I can manage through it, but if you think about it, my seasons are kind of opposite, right? So Mm -hmm. with the exception of, you know, NHL playoffs are going on right now, but not a lot of people are playing hockey and breaking sticks, Um, but everybody's on the water and wants to buy nets and fish with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite is going to be true. Come, you know, November through, you know, February, I'm going to have access to a lot of sticks, but not a lot of people be buying nets. Um, But like I said, that's okay. That doesn't mean, you know, I can't, I can't um, still make nets and, and you know, putting that in people's hands but uh but yeah that's that's something that like i said earlier in the conversation is a whole side of my business is that i'm you know reaching out to people and developing those relationships and Mm -hmm. um trying to
2: you know kind of build something there right that's cool now are you there brian yeah i thought i lost you for a second sorry um i'm looking through uh the website and if you're ordering one of your um one of your nets are you so are they able to select them by the shaft or is it just kind of random so what's on there right now are ones i don't know if how well
4: you can see it or not but behind me hanging my wall here um and this whole wall of this garage i have pre-made nets in this kind of standard size and like i said when i get some more components in i'm going to do the same thing for that little bit smaller size um, and so what you see on the website are pictures i've taken literally here in my garage floor of all the nets that I have made. Okay. So so you can click through, I think there's what, maybe uh, 12 or 15 different nets there. So you can say, oh, okay, cool. I like the Bauer one or that warrior black and white looks really cool. So people can choose those and literally buy that exact model. Now you can also reach out to me and say, and I get this quite a bit. People say, oh, do you have a a red and black stick? Or do you have one that says Crosby on it? I'm a Crosby fan. Or do you have, you know, I use the warrior when I played, you know, beer league hockey or when I played high school or whatever. And then I can go to one of my, I have a bunch of bins here with broken sticks in them and I can go through and take pictures and say, yeah, this is what I got um, type of thing. So yeah, I, you can do a little bit of both. Um, like I said, I want to build a customization page mm-hmm. on the website where people, you can, you know, uh, learn about the different options that I offer. Yeah. Um, but right now, yeah, you can click through and, and literally buy and I'll ship tomorrow the exact sticks or exact nets that you see right there. And they're all carbon fiber. Yep. Yep. I do have some, I've, I've made a couple wood ones. Um, those are, those are more for like fun or I had a, a good buddy of mine is a goalie. So I had a goalie, a Vaughn wood goalie stick I made into one for him. That's um, cool. I really want to get a sheer wood just to have like, cause it looks cool, right? Like an old school wood stick. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're quite a bit heavier than the carbon fiber. So I don't like to use them quite a bit. Um, So everything you see on the website, uh, to answer your question, Josh, is all carbon fiber. And that's what I come across the most, right? I do get some broken ones. I have some actually old aluminum shafts here. Um, Hmm. They're a little bit harder to use. And and I still keep them around because someday I'll find a use for them. But um, with the the exception of custom ones that people want, maybe they want a wood stick or something, everything that I sell are the carbon fiber handles.
2: Heck yeah. I'm interested. I'm going to have to reach out to you. I want to figure out which one's got that uh, grip, grippy shaft all the way up. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That'll, you'll, you, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you put it in your hands. You're like, okay, that's almost a little tacky, not tacky, like it's not sticky, but you know, definitely when it gets wet, it's not going to be, you know, it's yeah, not right. very smooth where your hand's going to slide around or anything like that. And then yeah, like I, I tend to wear your in the conversation. It'd be
2: interesting to see, cause I wear gloves that have
4: some grip on oh, yeah. them too. Yeah, that'll work well too. And, and even the rectangular shape of it, like I said, it's not something because of the round shaft of, you know, conventional nets that, that twist on you. Right. Yeah. You don't get that. It's a lot easier. It, mm-hmm. even though it's a, kind of an odd shape, that rectangle actually fits in your hand a lot better.
3: Yeah. Mm. So, um, my, the net I'm using now, I currently, I, I extended the handle 24 inches. I wrapped it with baseball bat grip tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's kind of similar
4: yeah exactly right because you kind of get the feel like okay you know uh, a lot of net handles especially cheaper ones are just aluminum right just like Mm -hmm. pressed aluminum and yeah that even if they're painted that that doesn't give them any type of uh, friction or any grip or anything like that so a lot of times yeah you end up like wrapping some tape around it you know putting some baseball tape or some type of grip or something on it so it's it it doesn't fall out of your hands.
3: yeah i i the the grip tape is awesome i don't like the foam handles the grip tape is like the perfect match. Everybody likes the wind grips and stuff. Yeah. I, I nope. I like the grip tape. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's. um I this is going to be a dumb question because I might have missed the answer to this because I was bringing up his website when you guys were talking about it. But what is making it float? I'm sorry. What's making the nets float? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It's it's the hockey sticks.
4: Um, With the exception of like old wood or fiberglass ones, yeah, those are solid, but these are—they're all hollow. I could probably show you a cross section, right, of 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 the stick here, right, so you can kind of see inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see, but but it's hollow, right? So it's it's obviously woven carbon fiber around the stick, but it's it's a you know hollow cavity here, right? So that's all that's all air, right? That's, and so the the um, I pride myself in attention to detail, so. You know, little things like I want to make sure that that the end caps match the brand of the stick, right? So if it's mm-hmm. a Bauer end cap, you know, on a Bauer stick, and that's epoxied into place. And then part of my manufacturing process when I put this on, um, not only is there hardware that holds all of the pieces together, there's there's epoxy as well. And the epoxy sealed at both ends means we have one big air chamber here. Cool. So that, that's what gives it all that buoyancy. And even, I mean, I guess you could get some from the the hollow um, aluminum tubing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is what makes it float, the big air chamber in here.
2: Nice. Heck, yeah. Dude, I gave you a weird look, dude. I don't know if you saw that when you stuck your finger in the end of that. Yeah. I was <laughs> that like make you oh, nervous uh, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, dude, because carbon fiber sucks <laughs> when it's on your hands. Yeah. Because, like, I broke a paddle. It got run over by a car, and I picked it up, and I didn't even think about it. And I grabbed it right around where it was cracked, oh, and I picked out those fibers for like a ten-minute oh, drive oh, to the lake. And yeah, never. I'd never seen. I mean, I've seen carbon fiber be broken, but I've never touched it. And yeah, that's uh, when you did I, I that. Think I was it's like, like oh.
4: <laughs> it's it's like fear factor is probably slightly less than like fiberglass, you know, like real <laughs> fiberglass when you break it. Yeah, um, like yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do something like that. Uh, yeah, it's the weirdest stuff. Like, I don't know. I had a, a, one of those little slivers the other day, and I don't know what I even touched or I don't even think I was in the garage. And I'm like, man, that, that's the tiniest little thing that yeah. just is the most annoying and painful thing. And it get gets in, in, in there, and they're yeah. hard to
2: see. Man.
4: <laughs> it's even too small for, like, tweezers to pick it <laughs> out.
3: <but. laughs> yeah. Well,
2: did you got anything else?
3: No, man, we covered it. I think we hit all aspects of it. So it was a good conversation.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chris, same guys. Anything, I appreciate it. anything you want to add, Chris? Um, no, I appreciate all the support and stuff
4: um, that, you know, from, from you guys, you know, found me on social media and, and just that uh, really sincere, genuine, like excitement when people see the product like that makes me happier. Like seeing, you know, customers like chime in and say, Oh my God, I have one of these. I love it. Like, it's awesome. That, not because you know i sell them and i'll sell more when somebody says that it's because like it's just truly like energizing to see people using and liking and getting excited about the same thing that i get excited about so
3: yeah um, it's your craft yeah
4: exactly like it's 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 yeah exactly just like a, a, a i'm i can't cook to save my life, but just if, if a chef or something, right, makes yep. a really good meal and, and I'm sure gets enjoyment out of seeing somebody else enjoy it. So, um, yep. yeah, I, I, love that part of it. And, uh, and hopefully it, it grows from here. Like I said, it's, it's been a little bit less than a year, but, um, hopefully, you know, the sky's the limit. So thank you guys. I appreciate you for having me on.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a really great idea. Like I said, I'm a big fan of where you can recycle some stuff like, you know, especially things like that, um, you know. Yeah, if you've ever driven by,
4: and I'm sure you guys have, like I have, you've ever driven by a landfill, like it's yeah. depressing really to mm-hmm. look at that and think like every week the garbage truck comes and picks up stuff from your curb and, and takes it there. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I, I feel good that I do a little bit,
2: uh, you know, contribute a little bit to helping that. Yeah, you're saving the world from splinters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> well i'd appreciate you taking the time to talk to us man it, it was good uh i think you sold me on the net i'll be uh purchasing one soon yeah yeah reach out to me for sure and uh yeah maybe if we're
4: really lucky we'll coordinate it where save you guys some shipping and you just come up here to fish lake st clair and pick up your net
2: yeah brad <laughs> i want to go
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> heck yeah you can drag brad you can drag me out there because i don't have a pedal drive or a motor right now so Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you around. All right. Sounds good to me.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, we're winding it down. So, uh, yeah. Well, well,
4: thanks guys. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Look me up on, um, on social media, broken twig landing nets on both Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, like you guys said, uh, the website you were surfing around is a uh, broken twig, landing com. and that's through uh Shopify. Is that correct? I'm sorry. I, it's, you, Josh. it's done through shopify it is yep yep you go to brokendweaseline.com but yeah exactly everything's through shopify so it's all up
2: to date and secure and, and all that stuff all right cool yep. all righty well everybody thanks for joining us for another episode of the final cast and we'll see you next week take care see you guys
3: guys thanks for
0: tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and Fin.